with God, all things are possible. God spoke that to Vicky and I at the beginning of the year. With God, all things are possible. Whatever it is you need in your life, God has the ability to make it possible. Then we talked about, we unpacked, what does it look like to be with God? And we began to talk about how God wants you to simply walk in his direction. And we looked at some things that we could do to do that. I talked about that the last couple of weeks, and you could go back and listen to those messages. But we talked about walking in God's direction. Then I went to Trinity, and they talked about the Hebrew year, 5783, and how that the number three, all Hebrew numbers have a corresponding letter, and we found out that the number three, that the corresponding letter to number three is the letter Gimel. And what did we find out about that letter? We found out that it looks like a man walking. That when you look at the letter, that's what it looks like. And that the Hebrew sages asked the question, where's this man walking? And the answer was, he's walking toward God. So God stirred that in our heart here. And then when I went to Trinity, he stirred the same thing in our heart there. That this year, that with God, walking in God's direction, there's nothing in your life that's impossible. This is the year of miracles in your life. Amen? Then we found out that gimel also means camel. And we talked about how a camel drinks water deeply, and they can drink enough water that they don't have to have another drink for another six or seven days. And it doesn't matter what the weather's doing, how dry it is, how hot it is, that they can go on a desert journey. And as they're on that desert journey, they've had a good drink, and they don't need another drink for almost a week. And we talked about how when you come in this place, when you read your Bible, when you take time to do a devotion, when you take time to, to pray, that you drink in God. God's presence. You drink in his goodness. When you come in this place, we talk about it all the time, that you turn on your expectation. You come in expecting. You plug into the presence of God. You make sure that you release your faith. Listen, it can be as simple as singing the words of the songs. I mean, we have such an incredible worship team, and it can be simply just singing the songs and, and allowing yourself to worship God. Then when you do that, you're plugging into his presence. And you know what you're doing? You're drinking him in. You're drinking in his goodness. And we found out that uh, Jesus is the living water. We found out that when you drink, when you read the word of God, it's like getting a spiritual drink. And we found out that the word says that it washes us. When you read God's word, it washes you. Okay, I think that's absolutely amazing. I love that whole idea that when I'm up in the morning and I'm reading God's Word and I'm spending my quiet time with God, that I'm being washed by the power of God's Word. I'm being refreshed. I'm being renewed just like a camel getting a drink. Now, I went back and I looked at 5783 one more time. And I want to show you something this morning about the number 80. Okay, in the Hebrew calendar, it's the decade of the 80s. Now, our decade for the 80s was 40 years ago. How many of y'all thought the 80s were 10 years ago? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 80s were 40, almost 40 years ago. 
So I'm not talking about our decade of the 80s. I'm talking about the Hebrew year, 5783, and it's 83, and that this is their decade of the 80s. And I found something absolutely amazing, and it's going to minister to you. You remember last week I said that we need to make sure we're not talking negatively about the city that we live in. And we talked about how when the children of Israel went into slavery and God told them, hey, I want you to build a house, get married, have some kids, plant a garden, eat out of your garden. I want your kids to grow up and get married. You're going to be here for a while. Then here's what he said. I want you to pray for the peace and the prosperity of the city that you live in. And then God said this, if you will, when I bless them, you're going to be blessed also. Listen, when the peace and prosperity of God is on Tulia, if you live on, in Tulia, the peace and prosperity of Tulia will be on your house. And whether it's Nazareth, Crest, Dimmon, it doesn't matter where you come from, that you and I, and I've, I've talked about it, I've been guilty of this, that we don't negatively talk about where we live. And it's so easy to do, and I've done it many times before. But God said, listen, I want you to stop doing that, and I want you to pray for the peace and the prosperity of your city. I went to my uh, aunt's funeral this week, my dad's sister. She was 90 years old, and she passed away, and all my cousins that I grew up with came to that funeral, and there was one of them, a couple of them, actually, that live in Florida, and they came for the funeral because it was their mother and their grandmother, and so we're all there together, and they talked about how much they love Florida, how beautiful Florida is, what the temperature in Florida is, how green Florida is. I mean, they just went on and on about how amazing Florida was, and, and I have no problem with that at all. I thought to myself, I want to be the same way about where I live. Okay, and so God said, pray for the peace and prosperity of your city. Now, with that being said, let me show you what I found. You're going to love this. 80, which is a Hebrew number, has a corresponding letter, and the letter is pay, P-E-H, pay. And here's what it means. It means mouth or speech. Mouth or speech. Now, God already told us to stop talking negatively and to start praying for the peace and prosperity of our city, and then the Hebrew year goes right along with that, and then here's what Chuck Pierce said while we were at Trinity. He said, speaking matters. Your words matter. Listen, over your marriage, over your family, over your children, over your grandchildren, over your job, over, over your nation, over your city, speaking matters. And here's what he said, you and I need to speak faith. So, in the time that I have left this morning, I would like to just focus you a little bit out of the Scripture on the power of your words. Have you ever heard that saying, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me? That's a lie. Words hurt, don't they? They're, probably everybody in here has been hurt by words. Okay, words hurt. Words have power. Okay, and so I just would like to bring your focus to that as we move into this year that you and I are using our words in a right way. Let me read to you this morning out of Hebrews 10, 9 and 10. Very familiar verse. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Now stop right there. Okay, you use your words to get into heaven. 
Listen, I'm going to spend all eternity in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ because I used my words in my mouth and I did just what that verse says. I confessed with my mouth and I believed in my heart that Jesus is Lord, that he died on the cross and rose from the dead for me. Then when I did that, it made me a born again Christian and God loves me and has a plan for my life and I'm going to spend eternity with him. And I used two things. I used my heart and I used my mouth. In Power Kids, you know, I have a heart pillow, and I have a big pair of red heart lips, and it's a pillow, and I use that in Power Kids. I've used the lips down here before, here at church. Listen, I used my heart, and I used my mouth. It took both of them. Let me read you the next sentence. For with the heart you believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. How do you become a Christian? You confess with your mouth, and you believe in your heart. Now, if you don't believe in your heart, the words don't matter. Are you with me? You got to say the words and you got to believe it in your heart. Okay? What you believe, typically the Bible says that. What you believe in your heart comes out your mouth. Your words have power. They have enough power that they've impacted my eternity. And they've impacted your eternity. Let me give you another example. This is 2 Corinthians 4.13. It says, and since we have the same spirit of faith, According to what is written, I love this, I believed, therefore I spoke. I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. What's that saying? It's saying the same thing I just said, but in a little different way. You believe, and because you believe, you speak. What did God say? God said, stop believing and speaking negatively over your community and begin to believe and speak positively over your community. Begin to pray for the peace and the prosperity of your community. Now, can I throw something else out? Pray for the peace and prosperity of your family, of your children, of your grandchildren, of your job. Pray and speak the blessings of God in your life. What is this year? It's the decade 80, which means mouth and speech. Let me give you another example. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Wow. Death is in the power of the tongue, and life is in the power of the tongue. Can I ask you this morning which one you've been speaking? Isn't it easy to speak death? It's, it, isn't it? It's so easy to be negative. I, I'm guilty of it. I think we're all guilty of it. It's so easy just to flow into that negative mindset and flow into that negative attitude. And it seems like it's so easy and so natural. Okay, but I don't want to live like that. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. What is God saying? He's saying it's the year of the mouth the decade of the mouth, the decade of speech, and that my speech matters and I need to be speaking faith. Now, where do you get faith? You get faith from hearing the Word of God. Listen, if you will declare the promises of God over your family, it changes everything. If we'll declare the promises of God over our communities and our businesses, it changes everything. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Let me give you another example. You're going to like this one. He who would love life and see good days. Anybody in here want life and good days? Man, I do. And if you don't want yours, I'll take it. <laughs> Amen? You know, Adrian Sheeler and I, uh, 
we go eat out at the country club on Thursday. Vicky goes and spends the day with her mother, who's 90, and so she goes and spends time with her, and Adrian and I go out to the country club and eat lunch, and it's absolutely amazing. We so enjoy going out there, and, and I, I, I've been on this, chick, not chicken fried steak, a steak finger kick, and I, be, I get steak fingers and french fries, and the french fries, you know, are fresh and hand cut, and so when the girl comes to the table, she doesn't even ask anymore. She knows what I want. And then Adrian, he'll get, he'll get something different, but he's been on this okra kick, and he's been getting fried okra. And so what we do is we, we sit down at the table, and, and, it, and as he's eating his fried okra, and I'm eating my french fries, I reach over and get a couple of bites of his okra. And he's like, Pastor, stay out of my okra. You know, quit eating off my plate. And I'm guilty of that, right? If you eat at my house, be careful. You might see my hand in your plate. He who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Now, let me explain to you what evil is. Let me explain to you what evil is not. He's not talking about, hey, make sure you don't cuss. Hey, make sure you, that's not what he's talking about. When Israel was delivered out of slavery, out of Egypt, they went to the Jordan River and they're supposed to go across the river into the land that God promised them. It's called the promised land. And they had heard that it was a beautiful place, and it was, and that it was a land that flowed with milk and honey, which was a prosperous, beautiful place. So they took one man from each of the 12 tribes, and they sent 12 men across the river to spy out the land. And they went across and they looked to see what was there. And when they came back, 10 of them said, hey, there are giants there. The sons of Anak, which were the cousins of Goliath. They were huge men. And they said, there's giants in the land and we're not going to be able to take the land because we're grasshoppers in their sight. They're huge and we're little. Okay, God called that, don't miss this, God called that an evil report. What's an evil report? A report of unbelief. A report that says, God's bigger than my, God's not as big as my problems. My problems are bigger than God. My mountain is bigger, that's basically what they said. Hey, and then two of them gave a good report, Caleb and Joshua. Caleb and Joshua said, our God's well able, let's go over and take it. God can do it. But they didn't go in, and then God said, then they changed their mind, said, okay, let's go in. And God said, no, it's too late. Now, don't miss this. Anytime you make God small and you make your problem big, that is an evil report. It's called the grasshopper complex. What's the grasshopper complex? They said, in our sight of those men, we're like grasshoppers. In other words, we're little, and our problems are huge. And since we're little, maybe our God is little. And listen to what it says. I don't don't want you to miss this. For he who would love life and see good days, let let him refrain his tongue from evil. Don't give an evil report. What's that, Pastor? A report of unbelief. Begin to do what? Declare peace and prosperity. Hey, our God's big. Right? You know what they should have said? Those giants are big, but our God's bigger, and I want to go over there and watch him whip their tail. But instead they said, oh, man, our, our, our God's not going to be able to do this. It was an evil report. So all I'm saying is, is what you say matters. Your words matter. 
Speak life, not death. Speak encouragement, not death. Say, hey, God's well able. Whether we need rain, whether you need help in your bank account, whether you need help in your business, your family, that we're speaking the life and the grace of God. Let me give you one more verse. Proverbs 13, 3. He who guards his mouth preserves his life. I hate that verse. My mouth has gotten me in trouble my whole life. From elementary school on. Probably before that, I just don't remember. I've always been in trouble with my mouth. Listen, it says guard your mouth. I'm not a very good mouth guarder. I told you I went to my aunt's funeral and saw cousins I hadn't seen in years. And I saw a cousin that lives in Emerald, and I've seen her occasionally. And so I called her the day after the funeral, and I said, hey, I just want you to know how much I enjoyed seeing you. And it was so good to reconnect, and it was so good to see your children and see your grandchildren. And I honestly, it's a funeral, but I honestly had a great time just seeing everybody and connecting with everybody. And, you know, it's, it's like a family reunion. Sadly, it's a funeral, but it's like a family reunion because if you have a family reunion, about half of them won't come. I ain't got time for that. But when Mama dies, we got time. So, so I'm, I'm with her, and, and so I just called her and said, man, I just want you to know how much I enjoyed seeing you. And here's what she said, you hurt my feelings. And I said, oh, my Lord, I'm so sorry. What, what I'm thinking, here's what I'm thinking. I was on my best behavior all day. I mean, I was dressed up. I behaved. I didn't say anything bad. I mean, I really did guard my mouth for about two hours. <laughs> and she said, oh, no, I'm not talking about yesterday. She said, you hurt my feelings 14 years ago. I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus. I can't hardly remember the day before yesterday, much less 14 years ago. Now, listen to me. I'm so glad she said something. Seriously, I'm so thankful that she had, she's, and I'm not saying she hasn't harbored it. She said she'd forgiven me, but I'm so glad she said something. And here's what, she told me what I had done, and I, and I don't remember, honestly, I don't remember doing it. I, 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 you know, I have a short memory, but a big mouth. Then I don't remember. And then I said this, I said, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. I said, please forgive me for what I said, what I did. And I said, please. And she said, oh, I have forgiven you, and, and I forgive you. But I just want you to know that you hurt my feelings. Listen, my mouth has always gotten me in trouble. If your mouth gets you in trouble, God says in his word, hey, Rusty, put a guard on your mouth. Put a guard on your mouth. Watch what you say. My wife tells me that all the time. Now, I don't want to embarrass, I, I, okay, I, I got to tell this story, and I won't say who that person is. They're in the service this morning, but I don't want to embarrass them, but I got to tell this. Several years ago, this person came up to me, and they said, man, pastor, when you preach, you are so anointed. I'm like, thanks. Man, you know, glory to God. And then they said, but the rest of the time, you need to just shut up. <laughs> Isn't that bad? Sound like my wife, Right? You know, God gave me a wife who's constantly telling me, don't say that, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't say that. God says, hey, Rusty, put a, put a guard on your mouth. Why? Because it'll preserve your life. But he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just want to encourage you. Listen, your words have power, amen? Seriously, your words have power. Don't think they don't have power because they do. Think about the way you talk to those you love the most, those you care about the most. Are you speaking life or are you speaking death? 
Okay, are you speaking blessing and prosperity? Are you speaking something else? Listen, as we move into this year, you make sure that God puts a watch on your mouth and that we're aware of our words, where we're aware of the things we say. And are we going to blow it? My gosh, yes, I'm going to blow it. I'm going to, yes, yes. I'm going to watch football this afternoon and I'm not going to have a watch on my mouth. And I'm going to have to pray, God help me, amen? Now, it's good the Cowboys are not there. It's not good, but it's a lot easier to watch it without them playing, amen? Amen. So, yeah, it's a lot easier, isn't it? It's a lot easier. All right, y'all stand up and let me pray for you. Father God, thank you this morning. Father, I'm so thankful that with you, all things are possible. Father God, thank you that we walk in your direction. And as we do, we speak life, we speak grace, we speak blessing. Lord, would you strengthen us? Would you help us to put a watch on our mouth? Would you help us to speak life, Father God? Lord, I'm so thankful that our words do mean something, that our words do have power. And that, Father God, I pray right now for the peace and the prosperity of our communities. I pray for the peace and prosperity of Tulia, Father, of Happy, of Nazareth, over into Dimmit, Father, over into Crest and Plainview, Father, over into Silverton. Father, this area, that there's peace and prosperity on our communities. And God, you said as we pray for the peace and prosperity of our communities, we'd have peace and prosperity on our households. Father God, I'm thankful for it. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen. Hey, I love y'all. Y'all going to be blessed.